This week on the 414 Live, we'll be discussing the divides, the disconnects, and the varying degrees in which sales and marketing teams simply don't work together as well as they should. I'll be speaking with Gert Schultz, who as a B2B sales coach is an expert in getting sales and marketing teams to work together perfectly and to deliver record-beating sales figures as a result of a true company team effort. Even if you as a uh, marketing team already work fairly well together with sales, Gert will still have a series of revelations to share that you'll be very keen to implement. But true to form, Gert will have a, a series of revelations that you'll be very keen to implement and uh, he will have the answers and you'll be wanting to go with what he suggests. That's coming up today on LinkedIn. Hi, I'm James Rostance and welcome to the 414 Live here on LinkedIn Live. So the 414 is all about helping you as a B2B marketing professional expand and enhance your professional knowledge each and every week. And the way that we do that is by interviewing some of the greatest and most interesting minds in B2B marketing each and every week. And here we are on LinkedIn Live, which is the new forthcoming platform on LinkedIn. And we're very lucky to be one of the early testers for that. And our contribution to the platform is to really make the effort to uh, put out there some really high quality content that indeed that you can learn from and you'll get value from. And I can tell you right now that today's show is very much going to be uh, one of those uh, cases uh, because uh, my guest today is a master B2B sales coach. And he's got quite a challenging job because a lot of the time uh, he goes in uh, to, uh, where companies don't necessarily realize they've got a problem, uh, but what he does is ultimately get sales and marketing teams to work together and actually understand each other. And once they do that, uh, then the results that companies are able, able to produce are significantly better and significantly more than what they were doing previously when neither side truly understood each other. So to explain the concept in full and to really uh, let you and your, your friends over in the sales department get on well, better than you've ever done before, and most importantly, deliver some incredible results. Joining me uh, live from Bradwell-on-Sea in Essex, please welcome uh, Gert Schultz. Gert, good morning. Good morning, James, and thanks for having me on the show. That's great. Absolute pleasure. Uh, well, Gert, let's get uh, straight into it. So what I wanted to ask you first of all was, um, could you start by giving us a picture uh, of how sales and marketing departments typically view each other? And what are the key problems uh, that are associated with any negative points? Well, James, I think that, uh, and I know that sales departments and marketing departments have common objectives. Uh, um, but they really think and do things different. And uh, those common objectives tend to be finding new customers, developing existing customers and holding on to them, uh, you know, over the life cycle. And that's what salespeople and marketing people probably have in common as far as an objective is concerned. But to be honest with you, salespeople often think that marketeers are fluffy and uh, are coloring pictures all day. Salespeople don't really understand much about brand building, brand awareness, brand development, creativity. In their mind, 
uh, well, sales is an existential activity. Your next deal is the deal that is going to make it or break it in some cases. So their thinking is really quite different. Um, and if I turn it around for a moment and, 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 and tell you how marketing, marketing people might perceive salespeople and they probably think they are uh, secretive, uh, they, they are to the point, they bullshit, full of self-importance. Um, and, and, you know, in some cases that's absolutely true. One of the reasons why salespeople can come across a bit like that is that they get so much rejection day in, day out. You know, it's not uncommon to speak to maybe 20 potential customers and only one is actually interested. Um, so, so salespeople are a little bit different in that sense. Uh, we think differently, I guess. Um, and our actions as salespeople is very much the here and now. So what kind of results does that give? Well, what I find is that uh, the one thing that salespeople and marketing should achieve, or the three things I said, is finding customers, you know, uh, developing them and then looking after them. That is exactly what doesn't happen. And curiously, uh, communication is critical to both sales and marketing teams. And we just don't do it. Mm -hmm. So what, what would you say then that's uh, typically infuriates marketing teams the most with what sales departments do? And what can they do to remedy it? Um, I, I'll give you a short example. Last week I was in a fintech company in, in London. And uh, while I was talking to one of the sales guys, one of the, the, the channel marketeer walked past. And the sales guy said, oh, uh, so and so, um, I just found a really good space on this exhibition, and um, I think we should go. And I want to have something that engages the customers. Uh, and the marketer said, "Oh, that sounds good. When is it? Well, it's next week." You know? And 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 I think that is a really good example. Timing is just one of those things that salespeople absolutely uh, don't understand from a marketing perspective. Um, the answer to that, of course, is that. Uh, Maybe the marketeer should then spend more time with the salespeople, understand where they're coming from, maybe join their meetings. But also, uh, why don't we see the sales team as our customers rather than another department? Uh, and I think that can make a really good difference. Okay, uh, so on the flip side, now obviously marketing teams and marketers are near perfect individuals by their, our very nature um, but supposing there is something that marketing marketers do that might infuriate the sales department uh, what possibly could that be and if there is such a thing what can be done to remedy it um many salespeople are not very detailed and they are outcome driven uh, they want to look at results because that's how they get measured um, I think they don't always understand the finesse of uh, being on brand, that kind of thing. And if you work with them, uh, gain commitments from them, absolutely. But don't necessarily share all the detail with them because that's not something that they are very often interested in. And I'm, I am generalizing, right? I realize that. But that would be my tip. Oh, just that, okay. And... Uh... So once sales and marketing teams fully understand each other, uh, what do you advocate as a key objective uh, on the road to increasing revenues? 
the central thing, the central theme around sales and marketing team is the customer. And uh, what we should do is be forensic about understanding the world of our customer. Uh, for instance, uh, you know, in the business-to-business -business environment, most companies that we target will have a website with their values on there, uh, their mission, uh, their vision. And when sales and marketing teams work together, they can really explore uh, and, and find out about these organizations to better connect the product or the service to those organizations. Um, you know, a, a standard sales question uh, is, you know, how does widgets, if that's what I sell, how does that fit in your company's strategy? How does it help your company make better? How important is that? Um, and those are the type of, type of questions that if sales and marketing work, teams work together, I think we get a much better answer. And as a result of that, we will make more sales and we will hang on to our customers for longer. Uh, you know, the whole value piece around what companies are about and what you are about as, a, as an organization if there is a match and you can find areas where you have a, if you like, joint thinking, there's so much more chance of actually a successful customer relationship. Oh, um, indeed. So I should say now, actually, uh, coming up shortly, uh, if you have any questions watching here on LinkedIn Live that you would like to put to Gert, uh, anything about joining sales and marketing teams together for the purpose of uh, increasing revenues and overall performance, please do put your question in the comments section. Uh, we have our instant question iPad next to the camera here, and if you type them in the question box, I will put them to Gert in a few questions time, and he will give you instant answers. Can't say fairer than that. So, Gert, uh, next question then uh, is, uh, what else uh, do you regard as being uh, key for a company to increase their revenues and sales figures with all of this? Well, well, clearly we need to have commitment from customers, right? That is how you make sales. That's how you how you how you move things forward. Um, and what I think the best way is to gain commitment from potential and existing customers is to challenge their thinking. So, how can we get sales and marketing teams work together to challenge customer thinking? Um, let me give you another example of that. Uh, so. Uh, I, I was out with a, a pretty high-powered sales guy, I have to say, and we were meeting a financial services organization. And of course, this is all about rates, costs, discounts, as you would imagine. But what this salesperson managed to do is challenge the thinking of the, the financial director we were sitting down, sitting with. He managed to to elicit from the conversation that this company had a department almost. Uh, you had a department of people rectifying systematic changes in their business processes. And yet the solution that he had to sell could basically do away with that. So he managed to monetize the challenge that company was having with all, all these issues they were facing. Um, it'll be fair to say that he challenged the FD in his thinking because they had thought up until that time that their product was fine and their solution was fine. But actually, by monetizing the, and challenging the FD, he managed to break through the conventional thinking and as a subsequent result is they made a sale. So if we can get sales and marketing to challenge customers, challenge their thinking. And you know what? I go out with a lot of salespeople 
and there are always three things that come out during those meetings. Customers love a, loves a salesperson who listens. They mm -hmm. absolutely appreciate that. And maybe marketing teams should listen to their customers more as well. The second thing is they love sales guys who ask difficult, challenging questions, who make them think about things in a different way. And then thirdly, of course, they love salespeople who are solution driven. And, you know, wherever I've been out with hundreds of sales guys and girls, and these are three things that always tend to come back. Uh, so what can we do from marketing perspective to support if you're like, customers who want to be listened to, who want to be challenged and who seek solutions? Nice. Um, in that case, uh, you know what? Um, I wanted to ask, what is one of your favorite milestones uh, or even wins even in the process of getting sales and marketing teams to work together more effectively? Well, when I see a marketing team member in a sales team meeting, then that's a good thing. I think that's one. But what really makes a difference is when you see sales and marketing people go out and meet potential and existing customers. I think that's where the learning and the cooperation and the collaboration really takes place. Uh, you'd be surprised, you know, how few sales, I shouldn't have said this, but how few salespeople truly understand how to articulate their company's proposition in maybe two sentences at the beginning of a meeting. And yet that is marketing territory. You know, marketing people can help with that. So going out together, man, that is what it's about. Right. So would you, how would that work? Would that be the entire, no, surely not, uh, the entire marketing department going out with one salesman <laughs> hidden in the back of the room. Um, how would this work? How, how do you get the marketing team to go out with the sales department? Well, you know, it's a, it's a bit like the coaching work I do is be, you know, it's a one-on-one -on -one situation. You probably let the, uh, the customer know beforehand that somebody is coming along. Mm -hmm. And there is absolutely no harm in saying, look, you know, this is George, he's come up with me today. He is from a marketing department and we're working on the customer experience today. And, uh, you know, that could work really well as long as there's a bit of a briefing beforehand um, and, uh, you know, take part in the meeting to some extent if that is, is, if, is, is working. But it is really a matter of, of just, you know, a one-on-one, -on -one, maybe two-on-one, -on -one, that's possible as well. I guess it depends on the client. I mean, I don't know whether marketing people ever listen to, for instance, to phone calls that take place in the inbound sales team, you know, just listen to what is being said. And, and there's so much, I think, marketing people can give to salespeople. Um, your sales is a bit of a lonely profession as well, you know, you, you don't always have people there with you who can give you a little bit of feedback or perhaps have a different angle on things. Uh, you know, after all, I mean, we're both communication specialists, right? <laughs> yes, apparently so. <laughs> okay, right. So th that sounds like that's pretty much um, almost at the centre of your strategy, right, for getting sales and marketing teams to understand each other, actually going out in the field and seeing what it's like for them, what they're up against. Y yes, I think this is, you know, it's also, that's a discovery stage, right? And I think right. we, have, we have to do that. But then can we share objectives? Um, can we share KPIs, you know? Uh, can, can we share uh, activity on exhibitions? I mean, I, I'll give you an example later maybe about how that can work. But um, yes, you know, you, uh, there is sometimes also this thing, of course, are the department objectives really aligned? Uh, which is more of a strategy question, to be honest. But if the willingness, the willingness for the guys and girls on the ground is there, I think we can really make a difference. And 
uh, you know, I, I see this all the time. Nice. Let me uh, put you a, a question uh, from Darian Sims, uh, Chief Revenue Officer, officer at uh, Magnify Ned. Darian, uh, hey man. Uh, he, he asks, uh, he says, uh, we at Magnify, a, a sales and GMT uh, SaaS platform, are massively involved in how GTM strategies are built and executed. And the interlock between sales and marketing is critical here. Uh, my company's insights show that 55% uh, brackets of 150 revenue leaders covering 170 billion say the most common barrier to growth is internal alignment. Mm. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? So, is that yeah, you know, uh, uh, I couldn't agree more there with him because uh, aligning what sales mm. and marketing, and dare I say, IT, for instance, you know, from a CRM perspective, also plays a role in this. So how do you bring everybody in line and, and and the end point is the customer, or perhaps that should be the starting point for this. You know, what do we want our customers to feel like? What do we want them to do? What do we want them to experience when they deal with us? Um, and that alignment is a key thing. I, you know, salespeople will always say that the leads are no good, and marketing will always say, you know, the sales guys are not following the leads up. It's only because you're not talking to each other. Yes, totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Susie Baker, hello. Uh, she liked that comment. Uh, thank you very much, Susie. Uh, if I may, um, let, let's um, for a second. We've got some um, loyal f uh, watchers to the show who I promised we would do a shout out to. So uh, okay, uh, to bottom. Uh, Tanya Gray, uh, Oliver Trustwell, uh, Karen Griffin uh, over at Fabry Stick, Harry Wright at Renkai Group, Cameron Marsh at uh, Jews Day, uh, Bilal Kagiran at RBS. Hey, Karen. Uh, Carolina Sargent uh, over at Cisco, Roger Lloyd at Harvey Kitchens, uh, and Dan Jackson said we'd say hello. And finally, uh, Ariat Heppel over at London Explainer Videos. Hey, dudes. Right, so, um, Gert, wh what would you say of the professionals you train? What are, who, um, what are they typically most surprised to realize or find out as part of this process? That's actually easy, James. That is, they don't ask enough questions. Of each other, <laughs> no, of, of 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 their customers. You know? um, ah, okay. Yeah, no, I think the the p people I work with, uh, you know, often the sales guys, but I, I put the marketing people in that, you know, somewhere in that that time timeline as well. They do not really ask enough questions of their customers in a challenging manner, right? Um, it often goes down into sort of a product fake focused routes with a standard, you know, these this is the product, the features, the benefits. Here is the brochure. Uh, this is the product demo. I mean, it's software as a service. You know, I, I see some really excellent examples where, where we could do so much better there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, rather than just demonstrating a product, right? It's, it's, this is what it is. This is what it does. That's fine. But what we really need to find out is how it fits in our customer organizations. And that is the missing piece almost all the time. You know, what problem are we trying to solve here? With you, yes. Okay, and um, here's, here's a good one. What are some of your favorite examples of when you've got uh, sales and marketing teams to actually work together uh, perfectly uh, or closely? Okay, so it, it goes back a few years, but it, it's a good example. I, I worked uh, uh, with a large healthcare provider and that healthcare provider had, a, had an issue in declining membership. So they decided to recruit a large uh, sales team, uh, hundreds of salespeople who would sell directly to individuals. So this was uh, 
uh, a bit of a departure of their, their regular way of doing things. Now, um, I was a channel marketeer at the time and I was looking after the sales team as an internal marketer to the team, you know, hence my earlier point. And mm-hmm. um, we found out one day that uh, two of the very entrepreneurial sales guys had managed to book uh, a, a stand on uh, a car show somewhere in London. I can't remember exactly where. Um, and although uh, their execution was terrible, um, you know, their stand looked awful and very few leads were generated, I realized that this was actually a really good concept go to places where consumers go and at that time healthcare was also a lot in the news i have to say so run the tape forward so we decided to go to the ideal home exhibition and we built a large stand as a marketing team together with the sales guys a large stand that celebrated the wonderfulness of the human body and anybody who came to the stand could try out could uh, take their heart, heart pleasure, their blood pressure, their heartbeat, test their eyes, all sorts of things. And it was a, a great uh, event over many days. The sales guys were queuing up to be on the stand with the marketeers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we generated 15,000 leads. We signed up over 300 people on the show. Um, and there was a solid follow-up process afterwards where all the sales leads were followed up. Um, and I think... The sales guys had the initial concept. Yes, they went a little bit uh, off-brand, if you like, to start off with. But we picked it up as a marketing team. And instead of torpedoing the idea, we discovered that the idea had some real value. It was really a a great success. I even got an interview uh, from it on the BBC, funny enough. Uh, So it it was um, um, uh, an event where the whole sales team was really behind it. The whole marketing team was really behind it. And both the sales director and the marketing director were behind it, right? A true company team effort, as promised. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, Gert, thank you ever so much for joining uh, us today on on the show. Really appreciate that. Pleasure. No, really, uh, really enjoyed it. And and thanks for the questions as well. That was great. (laughs) It's a a pleasure. Gert Schultz, Master B2B Sales Coach. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, James. Bye now. And uh, if you've enjoyed watching the show today, please do subscribe to the podcast, uh, The 414, available on all podcasting channels and apps or on social media. Uh, And if you'd like to watch it here on LinkedIn Live, if you're not already following, please do add me to your social, uh, social media feed on LinkedIn so that you'll get a notification on your app when we go live, which should be every Thursday at 11.30 a.m. Uh, and to watch the other content that we'll be producing off the back of the show. My name's James Rostance. This has been The 414. Thank you very much for watching.